I'm very grateful for this pause. I think we all needed it. Honestly, I think we all just needed that time out to recognize like what's around us and the simple things. I, I just look at the rate that we, we just kept going, going, going. And it's like, how much more can we do? For me, it just, it's made me realize like, what do I want to focus on forward and my lifestyle and, and just balance. What's up, everybody? I'm Jeff St. Pierre and welcome to episode 26 of Be More Well. Joining me this week is Under Armour's Jamie Christ. First of all, thank you guys for taking some time out of your day to listen. Be More Well is a wellness-focused podcast that started after I found myself looking for inspiration and ways to get my mind and body on a better track. Now, each week, I have conversations with health professionals, educators, musicians, trainers, athletes, and most importantly, people just like you and I. My mission here is to bring you stories from folks about how they found their path to wellness, as well as information and inspiration from experts in the field. You know, just like you guys, I'm working on becoming the best version of myself, and I hope you're able to find some insight in these conversations. You ever have one of those days where you get together with a friend and nothing goes as planned, but in the most perfect way possible? Like you've got all these great things you want to talk about and plans you want to accomplish, but you both get derailed and you end up having a fantastic time. It just develops organically. Well, that's what happened to me with this interview. Full disclosure, I've never met today's guest, Jamie Christ. We have a mutual friend who gets referenced, actually, at the start of the interview. Uh, Jamie and I have been connected via social media for a few years now, but that's really about it. In fact, the first time we really met, if you want to call it that, was virtually during a conversation for a bonus episode we did back in May when she was hosting a virtual retreat. Now, I've always wanted to talk more about her journey into the career that she has now with Under Armour. Uh, Jamie's one of those people that's given me so much inspiration over the years. She's super active through her job, but she also teaches classes at Baltimore's RevCycle and taking part in other events as well. On top of all that, Jamie shares a lot of motivational messages through social media and has been pretty open about her struggles in life. I always love to learn more about people and how they fight through the battles they find themselves in. I reached out to Jamie for this interview because I wanted to learn more about her background. You know, where did she come from? How did we get here kind of stuff? But that's not at all what happened. Well, I mean, some of those things get discussed, but it wasn't what I had planned. We just started talking and went from there. I don't really know what to say other than that. Uh, it was just a great conversation between two friends. So let's see, what topics do we discuss? Well, we start by talking about how life is feeling right now and the pressures that continue to hang around during this pandemic. There's talk about work and what her industry looks like right now. We also dive into a conversation about her pregnancy loss that took place about a year ago. We talk about the stigma that comes with miscarriages and pregnancy loss and how it's so hard for some women to talk about it, but it's important for them to do so because it's a great way to find comfort and a support system out there. I really think there's so much in this conversation that you'll be able to take into your own life. This is the type of chat that I was hoping for when I started this show, just real honest talk between two people. Now, before we dive into the conversation, don't forget to subscribe to Be More Well on whatever platform you're listening on right now, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever. Subscribing will make sure that you're getting updated on the newest episodes of the podcast. Best of all, if you're kind of a new podcast listener, subscribing is free. You don't have to pay for anything, so please click that subscribe button. And if you feel like leaving a rating and a review of the show, I'd really appreciate that too. That's how the podcast powers that be recognize what shows are making an impact and which ones they want to push out to new listeners. So that'll be really helpful to help other people find Be More Well. What's up? How are you? I'm all right. It's been, I mean, <laughs> Kate, Kate and I are texting and we're just like today, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's just, we're not sleeping well and there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Like, 
in the world right now. And then it's just, we're, you know, a lot of things. Do you find it's, (laughs) do you find it's more now than it was like six months ago? Um, yeah. Cause I feel like now, like we're in this phase of like, it's kind of getting back a little bit normal, but it's not like in the back of our minds. We're like, Oh yeah. COVID's still real elections coming up. There's all these things happening in office. Um, and then like personally what people have going on too. And it's just, I think people are, I mean, including myself, like we're just depleted yeah. this year's severely like depleting. And I feel like we're just, when I'm talking to different friends, they're all just like, I just don't know how much more I can take, you know, like it's just, they're hitting the wall now. And, and I, you see some people now that are just kind of like, like a fucking mentality. <laughs> like, I'm just going to do whatever feels good to me right now. <laughs> I feel like that's why more people are getting out and doing whatever, you know, and then it's like winter's coming. So it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen? You know, there's just a lot. (laughs) I do find myself like trying to enjoy the sunshine and the outdoors as much as I can because the winter is coming. And I know there's going to be a point where I'm just like, I'm not going to go sit outside today. Like it's too cold, you know? It's like doomsday. We're like, (laughs) we're like winter is coming. We're going to all just hibernate. I'm like, winters aren't too bad here. I mean, I do think like, the raid that we're at with this year, I'm like, oh, we're just going to have like snowstorms yeah. out of the wall. <laughs> like, who knows? So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But we, um, Kate and I actually booked a retreat that we're doing next weekend. So we're just both like the countdown is on. We're excited. So how are you? Uh, you know, I, I'm good. I, I, it's funny that you, that we launched right into that because I've been experiencing something similar. I feel like I, I think I adjusted really quickly at the start of the pandemic and staying home, like it really wasn't that bad for me because I'm kind of an introvert anyway. So being at home and doing everything was mm. was kind of cool. Um, but there has been a lot of like sleepless nights and really ridiculous and absurd dreams that I just don't even have an explanation for. Things that I've never mm-hmm. like experienced before in my life. And it's so wow. it's interesting that you guys are experiencing, you know, something similar because I do feel like there has been a weird shift and I, I don't have an explanation for it. Do you ever, I know this might sound like other, do you ever journal your dreams? Like I've been thinking about doing it. Yeah. So just like listening to different people and, um, one of the energy coaches I work with, she's always just like, you should keep a journal by your bed. I'm like, well, I mean, 99% of the time, it's not like I have the dream and I like, I write it down and I'm like, if I remember in the morning and it like really stuck out to me, like then I'll write it down. And I'm like, what does this mean? Like, they, I mean, they say there's different meanings behind different dreams. And like, I, you know, I had one the other last, it was probably two weeks. So it was so surreal. It woke me up. Like, I was just like, Oh my God. Like, and I, it, it was just so odd. I don't know. And I was like talking to my coach about it and I was like, is this a sign? Like what? She's just like, there's just a lot of things happening right now, but sometimes it does, you know? And I I think there's just a lot energetically happening in the world right now. And there's a lot happening in our world right now too. And it's just, I feel like it's all like a combination right now. So yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. I mean, I keep saying it's like interesting timing of this year, but everything's been interesting. Yeah. So we can't, <laughs> we can't do anything else, but yeah. And then you guys are like, when do you guys do? 
uh, January second. So we are oh God, it's soon. Yeah, we're we're just about the eighty day mark or so at the time that this is you know being recorded and we're having wow. this conversation. So it's yeah. it's getting like we. I've been thinking about trying to get away too and like just trying to escape from our normal reality for a weekend or something. But we're at that point too where the doctors are like, don't go too far away from a big hospital, you know, just in totally. case anything. So that's kind yeah, of putting yeah. a damper on anything of like, let's get out of town for a few days. Like we really kind of need to stay, you know. Yeah, I feel like there's good like spots locally that you guys could go to just to like, I mean, just getting out of the house and yeah. my husband thinks I'm like losing my mind because he works every day and he's out and I'm like, I'm home all the time. I'm like, I was traveling 80% of the year for the past 12 years and now I'm home, which I, I actually really love, but I'm like, there's just, there, there was no transition. Like it yeah. was like a thousand to nothing and I, you know, I'm like, it just, when you're home every day and doing the same thing every day, like it just gets like, it just gets uh, very like stale. And even when we like go to the beach for a long weekend or like we're going to Shinkansig this weekend, I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm like, it just feels good to just shake it up a little bit, even if it's like locally or whatever, like Harper's Ferry was like only, I, I thought it was longer, but it's an hour and a half away. So it's nice to change it up a bit, you know? I have a couple things set up that I don't want yeah. her to hear me talking about yet because it's kind okay. of a little bit of a surprise. But I do have a couple things Ooh. lined up locally that we can do to hopefully, like you said, just try to, like, change things up a little got bit. got to. Yeah. yeah, you guys need your time before this little nugget arrives. <laughs> we're yeah. trying. We're, we're going to try to get yeah. something done. I do want to talk about your traveling thing because this is something that I've talked to um, other people about. And before we talk about that, I... I know what you do, but I don't know what you do. Like, can you <laughs> okay. explain more about what you do with Under Armour and why you travel? Yeah. So I do sports marketing, um, which means that basically myself and my team manage and recruit anything that is like, quote unquote, an asset to the company. So within the the categories of running and training, anything that's like a pro athlete, mostly on the run sides, like pro track and field athletes who compete in the Olympics, um, you know, event partnerships, influencers, um, our running crews that we mostly work with on the run side. And when you think about training, it's, you know, Emma Lovewell, who's from Peloton. Um, she's really classified as like a top tier, like athlete for us, I would say from a train perspective, partnerships like FX studios, which is based out of Baltimore. We have bash box in DC. And then we have several other instructors and trainers basically in the U S and around the world. Um, and the train side's interesting because we, we've been, you know, getting more into human performance. So my team generally does the recruiting for, for the company, like who would be a great ambassador for the brand and extension, the brand. We negotiate the contract, we finalize the contract, and then we basically service them. And then we work internally when it comes to photo shoots, events, um, you know, media partnerships, and like, how do we bring the story of the athlete to life? Like, that's our job to really drive that with our cross-functional team. So that we work with, um, you know, brand marketing and, and social media marketing, um, our human performance team and media team and, and all the cross-functional partners internally to really like make sure they know who these people are, the relationship and how do we work with them and leverage the partnership. And that would explain so. why you're traveling, generally speaking, because you're going to a lot of events and you're working with these athletes where yeah. they are. And yeah. Yeah. And it just depends on the industry. Like running is interesting because and running there's track and field there's road running and then there's um trail running you know and i know you've kind of dabbled into the world of running as well and i saw some of the people that you've had on your podcast 
So yeah, so like for track and field, it can go from high schools to competing all the way up to USA track and field um, championships um, to the Olympics. Like we were supposed to be at the Olympics this year. And so, you know, there's like the industry events that you need to go and be part of the industry and, and see what's going on and kind of be a face there and support our athletes, of course. And then there's like the photo shoots, the, the brand events, um, you know, all the other things that the brand is working on or partnership wise. Yeah. So you would be traveling, as you said, like 80% of the year. And, and I work with a lot of people in the music industry is specifically mm. like record label reps or even new artists that spend really most of the year traveling wow. and touring. And, and it's been interesting to hear how they've adjusted. Some people have really kind of taken it in, like people who just got married or people who just had a baby, mm. they were like, this is amazing because I, I have this time right now. Um, like, for example, I was talking to this artist, Russell Dickerson. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he and his wife just had a baby no. about a month ago. And he was like, normally I'm on the road, you know, 300 days of the year. And I'm right. getting a chance right now to experience this with my family that I otherwise would not have had the opportunity to do. He's like, right now in this, this time of the year, I would have been on the road doing festivals and major shows, and I would have missed all of this. Wow. Um, he's like, so I'm really soaking it in. But then I have friends that have been doing this for so long that the fact that they're not on the road is killing them right now. Like they're just they're like nuts. losing their mind. Yeah. So how, how has yes. it been for you? Like, how's that adjustment been for you? Yeah. You know, it's really cool to hear other industries and what they're going through, because I think we're all going through it in different ways. Um, and kind of the same thing. Like I talked to other, like, you know, friends of other brands and I'm like, how are you guys holding up? And some are like, this is great. I mean, for me, I, I kind of had a taste of this with sabbatical. I had I'd taken a three month sabbatical early 2019. So I got a little bit of a taste of it, but I was still like teaching classes all the time. And I, I was doing 50 million things. And, and right now it's like, I, I just realized how much I do enjoy being home and, and it's been a long time for me. And I have kind of forgotten that. And even like, you know, last night I was able to drive to Delaware to go have dinner with my aunt, who's basically like a mom to me. And I'm like, usually I would be so tired from traveling where I would never make the effort to do that. And I'm just really grateful for this time. Like I, even though it's tough and I love to be out and about with our athletes and partners and like, I, I'm a, such a people person. So like inside I'm slowly dying a little bit, but, <laughs> um, but just, I honestly, the health routine has this has completely just revamped my sleep routine, my health, um, where, you know, in my mid twenties, I didn't realize it, how much traveling and on the go was really taking a toll on my health. I had adrenal fatigue and I, you know, I still even like, I knew for the past few years, my health, and I would try to do my best, but like when you're traveling in different time zones and you're getting up and unpacking and you're trying to like catch up, it's just, and then you feel guilty because you're not home. So you're trying to like catch up with everybody. So then your calendar's still filled. So for me personally, like I've really been enjoying working from home and being home. I do really miss the human interaction just cause like I feed off of people's energy. So I need that. Um, and so you got to just find your ways, but I rather honestly, like for me traveling wise, like I, I like to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we forget is like, at times you're like, Oh, but what happens if this stops, you know? And it's like, well, I can still do that on my own and make yeah. it the way I want. But, um, I'm very grateful for this pause. I think we all needed it. Honestly. Um, I think we all just needed that time out to recognize like what's around us and the simple things. Cause like, it, I just look at the rate that we, we just kept going, going, going. And it's like, how much more can we do? Like, yeah. I just, it, it's tough. And, um, 
yeah, I'm just like, for me, just, it's made me realize like, what do I want to focus on forward and my lifestyle and, and just balance in that. I wish yeah. everybody was able to step back and think of it from the same perspective of maybe I needed this slowdown. You know, like I think there are so many people out there that just automatically go to the negative. Like, I can't oh. believe I can't have my wedding. I can't <laughs> believe I can't have this concert. I can't believe I'm so mad. But like, maybe there's a moment where the, everybody could just stop and go, you know what? I needed this. I needed to chill for a little bit. I needed mm -hmm. this break. And I, I, cause, and that's something that I adapted to really early on. I was like, you know what? I'm going to, cause for me, the spring and summer is so crazy with concerts and different events with the radio station. That sure. When it's, when this came, I was like, wow, my calendar just got cleared for the first time in 12 years where I'm not going to be at a concert every Friday and Saturday night for three or four months, you know? And I was like, right. I want to, I want to enjoy this. I want to accept this and just, let this happen to me and experience what it feels like to slow down for a little bit, but not everybody's thinking that same thing. And I wish they would. No, they're not. It's so true. Like I, and I think it takes some work. Like I, for me personally, you know, I've, um, you know, when I was mentioning about in my mid twenties, early thirties, like I, I was on a bad train. Like I was work, work, work all the time. I was just on the go. Sorry. Franklin says hello. Oh, it's okay. I love <laughs> Franklin. That's great. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's a Husky. So you'll relate to that. Um, so, you know, for me, I, I actually put some work into earlier in my life that I realized like, I can't keep living this way because my health, my relationships, my self-worth was just not there. And so like, I, so I, I totally understand what you're saying when you hear people like, Oh my God, I can't do this. And they're freaking out. And I was like, Oh, I hate 2020. It's like, I truly believe things happen for a reason. Like, no matter how good or bad they are, like things do happen for a reason and you have to kind of take a pause and a step back to say, why is this happening? And what is it teaching me? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just think like when people are not taking that moment, they're missing the bigger picture. They're missing a really what's happening for them. Um, and you kind of like, at times I feel kind of sad for them because I'm like, there's so much beauty of it, you know, what we're going through right now, even though there's so much bad stuff too, right? Like, you know, frontline workers or what they oh, go sure. through the government stuff. Like there's, there's a lot, but like in my mind, I'm like, this needed to happen. Like we could not keep functioning anymore in this regard. So, um, yeah, it's just like, when you see that, it's just, it's tough to kind of be around it and you can't be around it. Cause then you'll just go down this dark hole, yeah. like of all this bad stuff. And it's like, you got to make the most of it. If anything, this has taught us like life's too short. So like, how are you going <laughs> to live it, you know, and not like go crazy all the time. I know you can't predict the future, but do you think that after experiencing this and, uh, you know, not traveling and do you think your company is also looking at that and going, maybe we can find a better way to do this and keep people at home a little mm -hmm. bit more, or maybe take a little bit of the pressure off. I think all companies, I think Microsoft just announced that they're allowing like remote working forever now for oh, their wow, company. Okay. I think it's, I, I think it's all corporations right now are looking at how much money they really spend on travel. Yeah. And it's like, is this really needed? It's also the mentality of like, you have to be in the office to show face. Right. And it's like, okay, great. But like, what does that really do for you? Like, is that really helping with productivity? Is that really helping with your employees health and, you know, time management? So like, I, not just with Under Armour, Under Armour was very much a company. It was like, you have to be in the office. You have to live in Baltimore to like, to to be part of this company. And, and I think to leadership realized very quickly how much people do care about the brand and how much they do want to make this brand successful. So 
the work that was happening from home during COVID, they, they were like, wow, like really good things can come out of this. You know, we don't have to be in the office to be in meetings all day. I mean, there's still a lot of meetings on calls all day, but <laughs> that's for another discussion. But I, I do think like it, part of this pause, I, I keep calling it the pause is like, you know, COVID is like, it's really breaking down the old ways of thinking. It's, it's breaking down the way that corporations had made us think like you have to be in the office and you have to work all the time. And, you know, you got to be everywhere at the same time. Like this, I don't know. I just feel like those old concepts and ways are just slowly like breaking down a little bit. Um, and when you think about, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here, but like when you think <laughs> about what's happening culturally in our, in our country now too, it's like corporations have to pay attention to that stuff because at the end of the day, consumer does care about those things. So even internally looking at Under Armour, they're listening to us a lot more of like why this matters, you know, and, and it's, it's been a really interesting year, just even though we're not in the office, just to see all those things sort of evolve. Um, but they said, we're not going back until February. Who oh, knows? Wow. That's like in, in, you know, in the middle of winter. So who knows what that looks like, but yeah, I mean, I, I really think moving forward, this has changed the game for a while for, for companies and realizing how much we waste time and money and energy, you know? It's funny looking at my notes that I made before having the conversation. This is not necessarily at all what I had planned to talk about, but I feel like it's so much better. <laughs> typically what's that happens with this job, it's like, where are we going today? It's like, good morning, here we are. No, but it's um, good. And I also yeah. think it's funny because I've talked to you more in the last six months than I ever have at all in life. So it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of cool. It. it took a pandemic for us to actually connect and have conversations. Exactly. <laughs> Shit had to slow down to connect, basically. So that's the way I look at it. I do want to talk to you, though, because as, as long as I've known you, I've always known you to be um, like an advocate for mental health and for wellness and just taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and again, I've known you for known of you or known you for a few years, however you want to call it. So when was it for you that you made that realization that, like, I really need to focus more on this kind of stuff? Like, I can't be running myself ragged. I need to focus on what's important for me. Mm. It's a journey. <laughs> um, you know, I, um, I guess there were some signals, like some red flags. So when I was mentioning, like when I was 25, I was, um, I was actually doing events for Under Armour then. And I mean, I was running ragged all the time. Like events were, you know, you're the, the first one, they have last one out. And I mean, you know, this in the music world, like it, oh, it sure. could be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and a major corporation I, like Under Armour. I mean, you're trying to break in, you're trying to make your name known. Like I, I totally get it. Totally. Like, you're gonna be working yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was an exciting time for the brand then. So you, you didn't want to miss out. You wanted to make the team proud. So um, I was experiencing really bad night sweats at the age of 25 that I, knew was not good. And and then I was working with a running coach actually just to help me just kind of get on track and just with workouts and stuff. And she's like, you know, your heart rate is really low. And when you go to sprint, like your heart rate doesn't spike up. She's like, which kind of concerns me. And then I was telling her about night sweats. I was like, I don't know my body. Like, I just feel like I'm just tired all the time. And I feel like almost kind of swollen at times. I was like, I work out all the time. And you know, I'm just going. And so we started tapping into like sleep patterns, which I was getting like five to six hours of sleep a night constantly, all the travel, drinking caf uh, caffeine products all the time. So I was like coffee. I was like known as the coffee queen back then for sure. <laughs> um, and then when we were working late at nights, I was like having a Red Bull or, or some sort of like energy drink. And so, and then 
you know, working all the time, I felt like when I came home, I had to like work out hard all the time. So there was just a lot of things that I was, I, I look back and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so I started going to a doctor doing a ton of blood work and, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. I'm like, I'm 25 years old. I'm like having hot flashes. Like I'm going through <laughs> menopause. Like this is not okay. And, you know, we went through all the testing. It was very much, um, you know, all the blood work and they came back and we're like, we can't find anything. They didn't say anything to me about my daily habits or anything in that regard. So then they came down and it was like, you know, this could be a sign of a tumor. So I had to go get, oh, wow. um, a CAT scan, all this stuff. And, and luckily nothing came back. So then I went and got, somebody recommended get my hormones checked mm -hmm. and it looked like some things were really off and which with, um, in hormone health, and I'm sure your, your wife is going through this as going through pregnancy. And then as she goes through postpartum, like certain supplements, daily habits can really affect a woman's hormone level. And when the different hormones are affected, it can affect your sleep. It could affect um, all these sort of things of your day to day, or like the practices that you do can affect the hormones. So that was a little bit of a red flag and, and I really didn't pay attention to it. And then, uh, fast forward, probably my early thirties, I was turning 29, 30. I ran into an energy coach because one of my athletes was working with her and she, she reads energy. She's very much, um, in belief of Eastern medicine. So like acupuncture, um, you know, certain supplements that are more like Chinese herbs. And she came up to me and she's just like, I need to talk to you. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, still go, go, go like, okay, sure. Whatever. Like work was everything to me. And she's just like, no, there's just some things we really need to work on. And, and I can just see it in you. And I'm like, okay. So we, I started working with her and what really, woke me up. It was just the reasons of why I was working so hard. And, um, these disbeliefs I had as growing up that has actually affected me, you know, as an adult. So, um, we really tapped into my childhood and I don't know if I ever told you this before, but my, my dad passed when I was really young. My mom basically couldn't handle me at the time because she had her own drug and alcohol problem. And so my aunt took legal custody of me when I was five and I moved to Delaware with her and, and, you know, growing up, I, I got to see my mom off and on, but you know, it was just a very different situation sure. growing up. And so, so we tapped into that and, and then really got into like, well, why do I have this belief that I have to work so hard? And, um, you know, why do I need to work so hard for anything I want to achieve or do? And why do I feel like I'm not good enough for it? Like all these mm -hmm. things just came out of the basket that I just, when you're so used to it and believing these things growing up and how they affect you, you just, you, you're just used to it, you know? And so I, I would say since 2013, I've done some work, um, you know, I would say spiritually and also energetically um, therapy as well, because, you know, we don't realize how much that stuff does take a toll and how we yeah. grow up with that. And even now, you know, like, I know you and I talked about it. It's just like when I went through the pregnancy loss last year, it's been almost a one year anniversary of it. There was so much resentment and guilt and remorse and just all these things that when my mom passed in 2017, I was holding on to. Mm. And then when I, we lost the baby, like going through therapy, we just unlocked so much of that, that I didn't even realize I was holding on to for almost two to three years. And so, um, it's just, it's part of the journey. And I, I feel like what I, I share because, you know, people have shared with me that's helped me get along the journey and to get over these barriers and, and to keep 
staying motivated and, and really optimistic. So, um, yeah, it just, it's been like one step front of the other, I would say. And just like, I get into one place and then I'm like unlocking something here and then I meet this person and then it's like, they introduce me to something else over here. And I just been kind of just following that and just testing different things that resonate with me when it comes to like, you know, therapy or journaling or meditation and just finding the tools that can help me really stay grounded. Um, and what I've learned and, and just kind of the practice of things. So I know that was really long winded, but like, <laughs> it's been, I mean, it's literally, it's just like this ongoing journey and learning and I'm, I'm, I'm unpacking things that you just don't realize until you tap into it and really slow down to pay attention to it. And I think for a lot of people that probably hate being home, you, you know, they're, they're working through that shit right now. They're yeah. like feeling it and they can't suppress it. Cause this is what I did. I, I would work to death to not feel anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to think about it. So you're so used to just pushing it away. So you don't have to think about it. You don't have to feel it. And I think that's what's happening for a lot of people now. It's like, I don't want to be home with these feelings. So I can't do all the things to keep my mind off of it. So it's just weird how I look back and I'm like, I think God, I've done some of the work. It's like being home now. Like, I'm like, I would have been losing my mind, but it's just, I think that's like where it's kind of interconnected to of like, here we are 2020 a bit. So, um, yeah. There's a lot in there um, and a lot of like follow-up yeah. questions that are not related to each other that I have for you. But I, I will say you would be, and maybe you wouldn't be, but I would think you'd be amazed at how many people have such a similar story when it comes to um, like the hormone testing, because it's just not something that doctors mm. test for. Um, and that actually is one of the reasons I started doing this podcast, because I went to a new doctor, an integrative health doctor, and she tested all of that shit for me. And that's when I realized awesome. what was going on inside of me that was empty. I mean, it was the same thing. It was like not being able to get any sleep. I was having night sweats. I was, you know, trying to eat right and exercising like crazy, but gaining weight at an unbelievable rate. Um, I just, I, I felt awful, yeah. tired all the time. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And it's sort of, I, I wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong. I had things working wrong inside of me, you know, and my, I, I had to really refocus right. life a little bit. Uh, and I'm still working on that. But there's so many people I talk to have that same story of wow. this was all happening to me and I didn't know until I finally dug deep and realized that the inner workings of things that you don't see were not working right. And then you have to make those shifts to try to get that back on track. Yeah, yeah exactly that. I mean, it's just like, sometimes you have to find outside resources because medicine today or doctors today, you know, it's just your number and you're going through it. And then yeah. I, don't get me wrong. There are some good doctors out there. So I'm not hating on all doctors, but through my experiences of multiple things, it's been very much of like not digging into more of like what's going on here. And it's just like, here's a prescription, have a nice day. Yeah. And I just, I've seen it, what happened to my mom. Um, you know, I've seen it happen to friends and how it can have all the side effects of these things. And I, I really feel like Sometimes it's like what we're emotionally going through or stuff that we're treating our body and, and it's, you know, digging into those pieces so much more than ever. Um, and when you think about integrative health, it's like, it's all interconnected, yeah. you know, and maybe that's something you, um, where'd you end up going to, if you don't mind? Uh, her name is, uh, Dr. Kim Bedarian. Um, I actually knew her because mm -hmm. I played social league football with her, uh, in Baltimore. Mm. And, um, I, I bumped into her one day in target with her husband and her kids. And she was talking about her new practice and, and, and I heard her talk about it, but then my wife had said to me, she's like, Hey, you know, 
Dr. Kim is doing something that maybe can help you find some answers. Mm. So I reached yeah. out to her and uh, ended up, you know, I, I don't like to say it because I feel like people are like, whatever, but it was life-changing. I mean, it was a life-changing thing to really sit down with someone and, and dissect all of these things that I never in my life would have thought about. Yeah. I mean, cause like, look at our parents, right? Like they, when we look at our parents the way they grew up, it was like, no therapy was like the biggest taboo ever. Like, Oh my God, you can't oh, right. do therapy. Like even to convince our parents right now to do therapy, my stepdad's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so like, you know, there, there's that piece. And I, I think that's just the way that we were raised. And it, it was like during this period too, when mass production and consumption was happening too. So when you think about our foods and, and what was happening, like at the same time, they didn't know better, yep. you know, and it was just like, well, that, that was what's happening. And so um, you know, and that mentality of just like, you know, pushing through things or not feeling things like that, that really came like as we grew up. And so, yeah, I, I think it's just, um, just being aware of what the resources can offer to you and, and just learning. It's like, you know, if it doesn't resonate with you or doesn't feel good, okay, then don't do it. But like, just lean in and see if it would work, you know, but it's, um, I, I look back and it's just like, when you look at the way that we grew up, like they just didn't do any of that stuff. Um, yeah. and that's not their fault. It's just like the way it was. So I feel like we're really fortunate to find these things because they are life-changing. Like mm -hmm. they really truly are life-changing. Um, because just to think like I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, I can't imagine how I was seven, eight years ago. And if I was still that today, like how I would be. And yeah. it just, I'm like, Oh God, what would that been like? So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all part of the process. You use the word taboo there and I want to piggyback on that. Um, can we talk about the pregnancy? Is that, is that okay? Are you yeah, comfortable with that? That's totally fine. Um, yeah. I appreciate how open you have been about that because I do think that that is sort of a taboo topic that people don't really feel comfortable talking about. And, and I, I'm sure there are a million reasons why, you know, why they don't feel comfortable, but I appreciate when people do talk about it. Cause mm -hmm. I think the only way to break that stigma is to talk more about it, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I, don't, I mean, when we were going through everything last year, I was around 16 weeks mm -hmm. pregnant. So we announced it, uh, you know, I even waited for 14 weeks because there's this thing about like 12 weeks, you're in the clear. And there is statistics to say like, you know, you're less, I forget the percentage off the top of my head, but like you are less to miscarry after the 12 weeks. So you're like, quote unquote, safe. Um, but there's still, and, and, and I don't like to throw all these things at people because I, I want people to enjoy their pregnancy as they should, like you guys, like, but there, there's things that could go wrong mm, sure. six months. And I know people, it could happen at six months or even giving birth and, but nobody talks about it. And, you know, even when you're before that 12 weeks, like, you know, there's so much, like we went through this for the second pregnancy. Like we were excited to get pregnant again, because we just, I, for me personally, I, I, I just, didn't know if it was going to happen again. You, you read all these things like, you know, if you should go through IVF and if what happens because you, I had to terminate our pregnancy the last time because of medical reasons. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm like, Oh God, is, is are people going to judge me because of that? And you know, it's just, it's a lot. And I just, what really helped me get through it was knowing there was more people out there because when you look on Instagram, you look on, everything's perfect. Yep. Everything's fine. And nobody talks about, you know, miscarrying or the pregnancy loss or whatever it may be. And, um, I actually had, um, a friend of mine, she, she, um, had to deliver, unfortunately at six months, they lost the baby. And if it wasn't for her and sharing what happened to them, 
I was, and literally we, the, our, our stuff happened just a few weeks after them. Like just having somebody to talk to who understood and who went through it and the resources she was going through, like that helped me so much um, that I felt like when I did post about it, because I'm like, well, what do I do now? I, I made this announcement. We're having a baby. Now we're not. And I just, I had to put it out there because what was happening was like, I would go to the store or I was on a call and someone was like, oh my God, how are you feeling? Yeah. How's the baby? Blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm just like cringing inside that you, I just couldn't tell them in person that I was like, I told my husband, Brad, I was like, I hate to do this, but it's like, it's, it's going to have to go on social to let people know because I can't handle the comments day to day anymore because there is no baby. And so when I posted last year, the amount of women that DM me and said, I miscarried two, three times before we had our first baby, or, you know, I never talked about it. My husband didn't talk about it. There was definitely relationship uh, issues after that. And just so much, like, I just, it broke my heart that people, number one, felt like they couldn't talk about it. Um, number two, just to hold that in and feel so lonely. It's just like, I mean, when you go through it, it's, I mean, it's like with any mental issue, you know, like you just feel so lonely at times. So it just, um, for me, I, I just feel like the more that we share, the better we can all get, the more that we can survive it together. I feel like mental health has come up and, and more people are open to it. But then when it comes to pregnancies, it's like, you know, they just don't feel as comfortable. The other problem is too, is like, there's not enough resources out there. Like when I was going through the pregnancy loss, I, I had to go through a DNC surgery. Mm -hmm. And then basically the hospital's like, okay, you just go home and just rest and no sex for two weeks. We're like, okay, great. Awesome. Like that feels really that's great. That's what you're leaving me with. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it's just like, you know, I, just because of the health stuff I've been doing already, like, I was like, I know I need to do more for my body to help this recovery. Plus my hormones, like my body is going through postpartum, which the hormones level are just all over the place. And um, luckily I had a woman, Angie from Charm City Healing reach out to me um, and she heard about my story and she's like, I would love to help you through what you're going through and, and, you know, through postpartum and just learning like, Hey, bone broth is actually super healing for the body, no matter what you're going through or major traumatic um, surgeries or anything like drink a lot of bone broth or raspberry tea. And, you know, there's just like all these things that I knew I needed to do to help heal my body to, to kind of reset. So we could try again eventually, you know, but, um, yeah, it's just the more that we share, the more that I felt like resources were coming in and supportive and, and just people. That's awesome. And I think, you know, what you said too, about the women that were DMing you and sharing their story, like your, your story inspired other people to feel comfort in that they could open up and tell their story as well. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I think that's so important for people to feel that comfort level to share the story that they have. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine. She's like, do you feel better when you talk to people about your experience or when you're able to help people through their experience? And I'm like, it's kind of both for me that, because like- It's kind of the I, same I, thing, I, really. Yeah. I mean, it, and I, this year, I'm telling you, like, it was like, in the water of Under Armour, every woman was pregnant at work and like all of her friends. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I, you know, I just like, I'm like, now the universe is like playing a sick joke on us, but it's kind of comical, but not, but you know, I, um, I told her, I was like, you know, I, I'm like, you know, you don't understand what it's like. Like you've had a perfectly healthy pregnancy 
And so, you know, I can't really, you don't know what it's like. So when I can talk to somebody or if I can help somebody along the, it just, it does help because you just, it, it just, um, you understand how lonely it can be and how frustrating the process is. I wish that there wasn't a fear to talk about things like that. Or and like, I know for me, I've, I've battled depression through a lot of my life. I even, you know, yeah. uh, had went down the, the suicide thought par- process when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point telling a friend of mine when I was younger, like about that. And the friend was like, yeah, you're just looking for attention. And that scarred me like for life. And I never wow. talked about it again. I mean, up until a couple years ago, there were maybe three or four people that knew about that piece of my life. Um, And I was so afraid to talk about it because I didn't want, I didn't want to have that experience again. Someone thinking I'm just trying to get attention or just trying to get, you know, something on social media or whatever. But I I don't know, like, I I still feel somewhat uncomfortable talking about it, but, but but why? Like, I don't understand why I still feel uncomfortable because I feel like just talking about it should be what we all do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the only way to like break down the wall and let people know that it's okay to feel that way or it's okay. Like what you did was nothing wrong. It was a physical thing that happened. Like it was a natural thing that happened and it, it sucks, but it's not like you did anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't feel ashamed yeah. or, or, or bad about that. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. It's cause you're so right. Like it's in anything like judgmentally, like that's what we like, you know, base our, our, our value on at times or like what other people think. Mm-hmm. And um first of all I'm sorry you had to go through that I'm sorry your friend said that because that's a really shitty thing to say to somebody Teenagers, you know man, like, I'll tell you <laughs> it's the worst oh my god it is literally the worst um I I I hope it seems like teenagers today are a lot better humans than what we were that, back then but... that's actually true everything I see it seems like kids are like the coolest people ever now like <laughs> you just get it I'm like you guys are so smart. We're in good hands. I hope. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, if there are people who, and I'm sure people have said comments about it, it's just for me. Like, then I'm not going to associate myself with people right. like that. Like, we don't need that in our lives. And, and same thing for you. Just like with your experience, like your story could save somebody else's life. Like, you know, this woman who helped me throughout this pregnancy loss journey, like, literally saved my life because I was just so depressed. Mm-hmm. Like. I just, you, you just blame yourself. I, I'm like, did I work out too hard? Did I not sleep? But like, I mean, you go through this rabbit hole of like, what ifs and what did I do wrong when you did nothing wrong? It's just unfortunate. It was just an unfortunate thing. And, and it's same thing for you. It's just like, you know, your body makeup was just that way and it's nothing you could have done or changed or anything. And so I think people are starting to realize that a little bit more, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? If people want to be in that way. Like I'm just removing myself. And I have done that. Like, I just like, I don't have time for it. And like I said earlier, like life is too short. And so you need to surround yourself with people who will like lift you up and keep carrying you and being with you in the right, in the right intention. I think it's a perfect place to transition into what's coming up here for you. I mean, I know obviously the world looks very different. Work looks different. You're working from home a lot more, but I know you guys are still busy over at Under Armour. I see you work with Dark Sky Phoenix or something like that, that you guys just started a new running yeah. team. Yeah. So we just launched a, I mean, we've had a pro group out there. So it's a pro track and field team based at Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, this has been in the works for almost four or five years now. And finally, we we have a solid group of athletes. We have two tremendous coaches out there. And so we really wanted to brand it correctly, you know, with the Under Armour brand and how we bring it to life. So, yeah, I mean, things are busy. And I think it's still like figuring out like early next year what, what we're going to do virtually. And then when the in-person events come back to life, 
Olympics is happening next year, you know, hopefully fingers crossed. Um, (laughs) Just, you know, and we just went through a major reorg too. And so like, there's all these new ways of working. So it's all part, I mean, every corporate company is going through it right now, I feel like, but um, we're still busy. I mean, there's, it's just, it's really cool to see because the categories I work on running and training have been exploding people working out from home, um, new runners. Like it's been so great. Cause when I go outside, I'm like, who are these runners? Like, where were you guys like two years ago? So, um, just seeing the categories grow and build, which is really exciting. And, um, yeah, I, and I feel like this is a good time too, to like passion projects. I feel like you've been able to do the podcast more and focus on it, you know, which is cool. I think you and I, I talked about that, um, a couple months ago. I mean, for me, I'm, I actually been doing, um, like life coaching training with coactive Mm. really tremendous program, but just finding things that keep me excited and learning and meeting new people virtually. Like I, like I said, I I need that. And so just making the time to prioritize those things, it's been, it's been really cool. Well, my last thing that I'm curious about is just your opinion about what the next year of say events are going to look like, like obviously Olympics is a much broader mm. you know spectrum, but like you do a lot of mountain runs and trail runs and different races. What do you think that's going to look like moving forward here in the next year or so? That's a great question. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's so tough to predict, but I'm just kind of curious someone that's kind of on the inside, yeah. what maybe you might be thinking will be uh, going on. Cause I know a lot of people are like itching for that in-person community experience of, you know, tying Dying up their shoelaces it. and getting out there on the road. But you know, are, are we going to have that opportunity? You know, I'm, I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are for them. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, a friend of mine, one of the agencies we work with actually just sent me an article. They had a 500 person race in, in New Jersey, uh, where usually it's like over a thousand people. So it seems like races, even Charm City did some smaller races up in Bel Air, not in the city. And so it's like very limited numbers. Um, I think the the safety check of things, you know, temperature checks, and even there's like these rapid tests that you could do right on site. So I know some track and field events have been doing that with athletes prior to them, you know, competing. So the safety protocols are going to like blow up now and, and it's going to be an added cost for a lot of these companies. Um, I think virtual has to be a component always moving forward now. I think this is something that, not just from a safety precaution, but a personalization and um, convenience factor. You know, when I was talking about that coach training, like they used to only do in-person um, sessions. And now they said that it's actually expanded their business and reached so much sure. more because now they're doing virtually. So I think depending on whatever the the run, you know, with them run, like there's so many virtual races. I think the problem is that people are hitting fatigue with it because it's just like a one and done people are feeling more community. They want to learn more. They want a better experience. Right. So I think that's going to expand within the virtual world of like, what does the experience look like? Cause that's really key to the consumer. And especially if they're paying for it, like that's, they still expect that. I would say maybe like just talking to our friends in Europe, they're really hoping to, to get races back up and going probably mid June. Um, just knowing like the weather's going to be better. We can space out people better. Um, you know, people will be more open because it, the weather's nice and you can spa- space out a little bit more. Um, yeah. So, and then seeing from like Boston Marathon already pushed their race back to the fall. So I feel like numbers are going to definitely be cut down quite a bit. Uh, London Marathon just the, did their re- event and it was mostly from an elite perspective. So I think the numbers are going to be really tight. Um, I think it's going to be super saturated because everybody's going to try to get up and go. Sure. Virtual is still going to be a component at any step of the way moving forward. But yeah, I think I think what's missing in the run inside is just community, and that's something we're working on right now. 
Well, I uh, think that it's in good hands then if it's being worked on by you guys. Yeah. Plus, that Under Armour mask is the bomb, by the way. Right? I got one of those. It's awesome. Oh, mine's, mine's in the kitchen. <laughs> that is yeah. the best mask yeah, I've gotten I mean, so the, far. The, the feedback has been tremendous about it. Um, I actually ordered my husband because when they first came out, I couldn't get a small, but I ordered him medium large. So, like, it, literally, I feel like um, I forget the guy's name in Batman where Bane. he's got the thing across his face. I'm like, that's what I feel like. Yeah, Bane, that's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just massive on me. But um, it's been great. It's, I mean, it's, it's de definitely selling through. And um, we also now have the gators too. Uh, okay. We actually just came out with those as well. And then we changed the colors on the mask. So there's more of a variety now, which is cool. Yeah. Well, Jamie Christ, uh, as I said before, this is not the conversation I have made notes for, but I think it's so much better and we covered so much really important <laughs> stuff. So uh, I'm glad that we kind of shifted into this. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, in case anybody wants to follow along with you and learn more about what you're doing, is there yep. a place people can go to check you out? Um, I would just say Instagram for right now, just at Jamie Christ. I feel like, you know, I, I haven't been posting too much of, on the feed besides just doing stories of like the day to day and capturing with Franklin and morning meditations or whatever it may be. So um, yeah, that's where people can follow me. Well, thank you so much. Again, one of these days we're going to actually meet in person, but this is a great substitute for right now. And I love the fact we're gonna that you're going to go for a run. In. Yes, we'll do something. Yes. Yeah, we're going to, we're going we're gonna, to, we're going to go for a run in our sports mask and it's going to be great. I can't wait for that day. We got to get it in before this little baby comes because your oh time is going to be sh cut short. That is true. I got a lot yeah. to get in the next couple months. <laughs> Thank you again to Jamie Christ for taking some time with me. This definitely goes down as one of my favorite interviews so far. And thank you all for spending some time with Be More Well. I really appreciate you listening. If this is your first time listening, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you'll subscribe to the show so you can get future episodes. And, you know, feel free to dive back into older ones too. You know, wink, wink. And follow us on social media on Instagram. We are at Be More Well Podcast. And on Twitter, we are just at Be More Well. Thank you all for your support. And I'll catch you next week.